Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson. I will pile up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. A victory Tuesday, what would have been a victory Monday, obviously Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to all uh, who celebrated yesterday. Wanted to get out an episode today. We'll have one before the Jets take on the Browns here in about 48 hours. But a, a Jets victory, 30-28 to 28 over, the, uh, over the Commanders. Very weird game. Uh, you know, obviously not a lot of excitement and buzz. Aaron Rodgers basically you know, being shut down for the rest of the season, the Jets being eliminated from the playoffs, the commanders, you know, being, having been eliminated, you know, a couple of weeks prior, there was the debate on, should the Jets try to win? Do the Jets try to lose? What, what's more beneficial for them long-term? And I'm going to tackle all that with Brad in, uh, in our weekly spot tomorrow, but listen, I, <laughs> the Jets winning a football game, the Jets moved to six and nine. It's hard to really complain. I I'd said it before the game. I thought, the worst case scenario for the Jets was to win and win ugly in a bad fashion where, you know, not a lot of good performances. They win nine to six or, you know, something of that nature where it's just, it's not beneficial on term. If the young guys don't play well, or, you know, you, you don't win in a, in a nice fashion. Again, they ended up winning in an absurd fashion and the Jets learning how to win tight football games, continuing to learn that they have done that obviously at some points this year, definitely something to build on. Getting Brees Hall 95, you know, plus receiving and plus rushing yards. Something you want to build on. Garrett Wilson, um, another big game, another nine-catch game. He moves, I believe, about 40, 42 yards or so away from a second straight 1,000-yard season to start his Jets career. You know, you got some nice Bryce Huff moments. You got a Tony Adams interception. You got great, you know, Quincy Williams interception. You got a good Jermaine Johnson game, good Bryce Huff game, good Quinnen. Uh, Joe Tittman looked good. Jason Brownlee, first career touchdown. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. And Michael Carter, another good game. So, like, look, I get the I get wanting to pick. I'm not going to tell fans how to, you know, how to root and how to act and, you know, how what they want to be excited about or not. Winning the NFL is really hard. And at the end of the day, the Jets won a football game. They scored 30-plus points. They had their young guys play well. Um, it, it's really hard for me to sit there and, and overly complain about that again. Being up twenty-seven to seven, and you know Trevor Simeon throwing a, a terrible interception, and the, the game getting close, and the Jets having to pull one out there with a game winner from Greg the Leg, who should be, if not an All Pro, at worst a Pro Bowler. Yeah, look, I get it. Right, if they would have won, you know, forty to forty to fourteen, you're feeling a lot different. Thirty to twenty-eight had to make you sweat on Christmas Eve and, and the whole nine yards there. Uh, but again, a win's a win. 
again, most of the guys that played really well on Sunday were all guys that are core guys that will all be here next year. You saw some good Izzy reps. You saw some good Jeremy Ruckert reps. You got some good Tyler Conklin action. Like A lot of the good things, like Carter Warren had a decent performance. Again, Joe Tittman looked good. A lot of what you wanted to see from the Jets in these last three games you saw on Sunday. Um, again, like, I just that that's what you're looking for, right? Mackay Becton struggled again, likely not going to be here, uh, you know, next year as an example. So like that's a that's a guy, Trevor Simeon was Trevor Simeon not very good. Again, not going to be here next year. So it's not really those guys struggling doesn't bother you as much. It would have been it would have sucked to go out there and the Jets to again lose or um you know win ugly and and not get good performances from Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. When Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall touched the football 25, 30 times a game, I tweeted it last week. The Jets usually win, and if they don't win, they're they're right in it in the last second. So, um, again, yeah, special teams I thought was excellent. Justin Hardy had another you know nice game. Thomas Morstead obviously kicked well. Greg Zerlon kicked well. You know, no complaints there as usual. Again, you know Hardy missed some time, but all three of those guys are Pro Bowl level players at their spots. Offensively, got some good breaks again uh, with field position and things of that nature. It obviously stalled out in the second half, but. You know, when it came down to it, Brees Hall was exceptional. Garrett Wilson had, you know, another really nice day. A lot of really tough yak yards. Trevor Simeon wasn't exactly bombing the ball downfield. was really struggling, I feel like, to get the ball more than 10, 15 yards. Um, again, some nice Izzy reps. Seemed like he got, you know, a lot of Dalvin Cook's reps he's been getting this season. So that was really nice to see. Jason Brownlee gets his first touchdown. Xavier Gibson, Jeremy Ruckert, you know, and Kenny Abode did a fantastic job on the Brees Hall touchdown run, you know, off the left side. So. Again, that's really nice to see. Um, defensively, again, Quincy Williams, incredible game. Quinn Williams was awesome. Bryce Huff, another couple of pressures. Jermaine Johnson blocks a punt. You know, um, you know, forces a forces an interception as well. And again, I understand the pick. And wherever the Jets end up picking, the Jets wind up picking, and they should be good enough at this point. And in year five, year six of Joe Douglas, you should trust your GM enough. If he's picking fourth, if he's picking eighth, if he's picking ninth, picking third, whatever it's going to be, let the cards and, and the chips fall where they may. Everyone thought, you know, the Patriots are going to lose out, and the Patriots have won two impressive games here, and they've kind of it looks like they may have cost themselves one of the top two quarterbacks. Same thing with the Bears. Obviously, the Bears had the Panthers pick, so but from their own perspective, uh, you know, teams like the Giants got hot there for a minute. Now the Giants are back in pole position for a top five pick. So let's let the last two weeks play out before we. I guess kind of start freaking out about the pick and you never know what's going to happen. Two quarterbacks might get overdrafted and, and you know, alter, you know, Fashano and one of these guys may fall to seven. Um, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. really does fall to six or seven. Maybe, you know, Malik neighbors is the guy the Jets won all along and it doesn't really effing matter. Right. Like let's let kind of let the, again, let the chips fall where they may. Um, the big news really out of Sunday in this, in this past week, obviously Aaron Rodgers was activated. He's not going to play this year, but, Again, some meaningful practice reps basically talked about today that everything's pretty much fully ready to go. He's not up to fully sprinting yet, but, um, you know, only in week 14, week 15 is rehab. More importantly, Woody Johnson, you know, spoke with Brian Costello of the Post, um, basically all, you know, confirming Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, and their staffs will be back, you know, in 2024. Um, I think we've all talked about this. It's kind of been a long time coming. It's It's felt like, you know, they've struggled. I know a lot of people want to call for solid Douglas's job after the Miami game. I get it. Um, but again, it, it feels like they, they were always going to, you know, they were always going to be back. 
and uh, and Woody Johnson obviously all but confirmed it again. Injuries, um, you know, a lot of crazy stuff has happened this year. I think it's probably the right move. I think if things don't go well next year, then there's a perfect out. You know, end of these guys' contracts. Rogers is likely moving on if if that's the case. Although he did speak earlier, you know, um, you know, before the Washington game that at minimum wants to be here another two years, maybe three to five years. I think it's great news for the Jets. The fact that they can operate going into next year in an all-in window. There's a lot of urgency and pressure on Douglas and Sala, which I think, you know, will make them a little bit more aggressive in free agency in the draft and trading and things of that nature. You'll get a fully healthy Rodgers acclimated for a year. There's not going to be the circus of when's he going to get traded, when's he not, all these different things, you know, and be able to restructure deals. You know, we'll talk all about this, you know, on tomorrow's episode. But again, Sala and Douglas will be back. The Jets moved to six and nine. They got the Browns and, and Joe Flacco on, on Thursday night. Another game you're, you're just hoping to get really good performances out of your young players, out of your core guys that will be here next year. Um, keep building some momentum. And I know people say momentum doesn't always matter. I think in, in some cases it's it's always different. I think it's a case-by-case basis. I talked about this before. You know, twenty I believe it was 2019, the Jets won a bunch of meaningless games at the end of the year. Most of those guys, <laughs> you know, weren't back next year. And they were they were winning ugly, disgusting 13-10 to 10 games. There were no one who looked good. Um, you know, again, people looks great against the Texans. People looks really not, you know, good on uh, on Sunday against Washington. Let's see if they can go out there against a great Cleveland defense, you know, make a game of it, and then, you know, try to end the streak against New England and finish the season strong. But appreciate everybody for listening. Again, hope you had a happy holidays. We'll be back tomorrow with an episode previewing the Jets-Browns and then obviously recapping that Friday, um, you know, before New Year's. But appreciate everybody for listening. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.